Hello everyone. Today we are invited to think about faithful living in tough circumstances. Let's travel back in our imaginations to the Roman world of AD 62-63. Meet Philemon. Philemon probably lived in Colossae in what's now Turkey and seemed to be a well-to-do man. He had a big house and at least one slave. Perhaps Aphia was his wife and Archippus his son, of course that's supposition. We do know they had become Christians, and as was usual in the early church, they opened their home for the believers to gather together for worship, teaching and fellowship. Becoming a follower of Jesus was going to require Philemon to face some serious adjustments in his cultural thinking, which had previously been shaped by the world in which he lived, but more of that in a moment. Now meet Onesimus. Onesimus also seems to have lived in Colossae. He had no choice. We don't know where he was from originally. Maybe he was captured in some military campaign by Roman legions and enslaved as a result. Or maybe he was born into slavery and had known no other way of life. Either way, he wanted his freedom and courageously he managed to escape, finding his way to Rome. Living under the radar can't have been easy, but somehow he meets this imprisoned preacher who speaks of Jesus. Onesimus wants to know more, and he too comes to know the fullness of life in Christ Jesus, of which his friend Paul speaks. Paul is in prison for sharing this message, so Onesimus knows he is in earnest. On becoming a follower of Jesus, Onesimus finds he has begun a whole new life. He and Paul now share Christian fellowship together and Onesimus does what he can to help Paul during, uh, during his imprisonment. Meet the church family. Philemon is Paul's brother in Christ. So too now is Onesimus. Legally, however, Onesimus is Philemon's property. Tricky situation for Paul. They're like family to him. Paul is an apostle and church leader and responsible to help these men and the wider church navigate these cultural waters. Roman society sees no problem with slavery. The whole economy and social structure is built on the slave system. The church family, however, was to model a different set of values to a watching world. You may like to read again from the book of the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4 and verses 32 to 35, as a reminder of the radical way in which the early church lived, all were seen as of equal worth. Jesus had said, By this shall everyone know that you are my followers, if you love one another. That's John chapter 13, verse 34. As the church grew and spread around the empire, the believers' way of living, especially their mutual respect and the way they valued and cared for one another, would challenge many aspects of Roman cultural assumptions. Philemon and Onesimus were among those who would demonstrate this new Jesus way. Well, a challenging calling. Paul asks Onesimus to return to Philemon and to be welcomed not as a slave anymore, 
but as a dear and valued brother in Christ. What a big ask and what a courageous act for Onesimus. We can imagine Philemon's amazement when he receives Paul's letter telling him of all that has happened and that he and his slave and Paul are now united as brothers in Christ. I like to think Philemon's heart melted and he did indeed welcome Onesimus as a brother. The fact that this letter to him was not just torn up and thrown away, but was so highly valued by the early church that they took the decision to include it in the New Testament would seem to indicate that it was indeed well received. Notice, however, that the letter was not just addressed to Philemon and his family, but to the whole church meeting in their home. That's in Philemon verse 2. This was a message to all the believers. When Onesimus returned to Philemon, they would all have to be on board with this. They were all being called to live in this countercultural way. Paul is not calling them to any kind of uprising, but wherever they were on the social ladder, their very existence as followers of Jesus and the way in which they shared life together would inevitably shake that ladder. So, moving on. Not so very long ago, in historical terms, Jesus' people in our own country faced a similar challenge. In the late 18th and early 19th century, here in the UK, they found themselves living in a country based heavily on a slave economy. These years also saw many people from all sections of British society turning to Christ being filled with the Holy Spirit and hungry for the word of God in Scripture. Many of them, and others of goodwill, took a courageous stand against the prevailing culture of the day, which saw no problem with the British slave trade between West Africa and the Caribbean. After decades of struggle with vested interests, William Wilberforce and others finally convinced Parliament to abolish this slave trade in 1807. It took almost a further 30 years to see the British Caribbean slave system itself abolished. During their long struggle, the abolitionists asked Josiah Wedgwood to make a special medallion, which supporters of abolition were invited to carry. You can still see one of these medallions in the Wedgwood Museum in Stoke-on-Trent. Alongside a picture of a man in chains, it carries the caption, Am I not a man and a brother? Have a look at Philemon verse 16 and you'll see where those words come from. These men and women knew their Bible. Like Philemon, they too listened to the words of St Paul, this time echoing through the centuries as fresh and relevant and powerful as ever and it spurred them on to persevere in the work to which God had called them. So what about us? How can we live faithfully in tough circumstances of one sort or another? What might be the cultural assumptions of our own day, which our way of life as Christians challenges? Perhaps we would all think of different issues, but... What we do have in common is our need to be people of prayer and to go back to scripture 
to be hungry for the word of God, that we might grow in our understanding of what it means to live as Jesus' people in the world as it is now. We need to be wary of picking bits of scripture out of context, but rather to grow in understanding the sweep of it all, a lifelong voyage of discovery. What are the values which the Bible affirms and what does it challenge? How is the Christian community called to live? Amen.